What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by Ricky this evening. How are we tonight, Ricky? Yeah, I'm doing well yourself. I'm good, thanks. As usual, I've had a busy Wednesday, so I'm not long in from the house. I've had my dinner. I'm settling down to a nice cup of coffee, followed by some Pepsi Max afterwards to keep my caffeine levels high for the, the high intensity discussion that we'll have for the remainder of this podcast Indeed let's um, let's keep the good work going or knock it out of the park, I know you don't like that saying but How do I not like that saying? I thought you said it before, didn't we? Maybe not Maybe it was something else No it was WWF at the time (laughs) (laughs) Alright I don't mind, knock it out of the park Right. Well, let's knock it out the park. Let's knock it out the park indeed with the relatively old news now, but Neville has been released from his WWE contract almost a year to the day. This is good for him, obviously. He was wanting to get out of the place, obviously, back in September last year. Not happy with how he's been utilised, where his character was going, maybe not even wanting to be part of 205 Live anymore. But at the same time... He's contracted to do a job which he didn't do. So for me personally, it's a sad. It was a sad occasion because, for a couple of reasons, Neville. I was a big fan of Neville as the King Neville and the Two Hundred Five Live when he was the Cruiserweight Champion for so long, just laying waste to everyone and anyone that could get his hands on. Um, I won't. Obviously, there is still his back catalogue there, but I won't get to see him on WWE TV anytime soon. And I don't really have access to all the other promotions that he could sign up for in the future. So I am sad about it. But at the same time, it's, it's a tough one for me personally. How, how are you about it? Kind of in the same boat. Um, just in a sense that, yeah, he was in the cruiserweight division and, and maybe after a while he kind of maybe felt that was sort of beneath him, that he deserved better and I think a lot of us probably wanted to see him come on to either the Smackdown side or the Raw side not even necessarily to be one of the top guys but even if it was just, you know, just to see how we'd book him, whether it could end up being a mid-card guy or someone who might be on the sort of the periphery of the the main event scene um, in ring ability and just who he kind of became in the Cruiserweight division with that um, King Neville and just in the, in, in the heel turn they had, it was it was absolutely excellent because he put on some great, great matches. He had the stuff with Austin Aries, which was great. Um, the Enzo stuff, not so much, but that was on Neville. Uh, that wasn't on Neville, sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's unfortunate we don't get to see him because um, we, we 
I could have seen him against someone like Drew Gulak or Buddy Murphy or Mustafa Ali. Unfortunately, we won't get to see that anytime soon. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate that, we, like I say, we don't get to see him on WWE TV. Obviously, wherever he ends up, we'll, we'll obviously get a chance to see him there. But in terms of um, feeling bad for him or anything like that, I don't feel one bit of sympathy, sympathy for him. No, I it's sympathy not, for me. Not, not it's for no him. one's fault but his own that he sat at home doing absolutely nothing for the nearly last 10 or 11 months. Um, and for that, you get no sympathy from me. Um, you sat at home getting paid, paid to do nothing. And quite frankly, you, um, you know, you never had the balls to actually to turn around and say you quit, to actually hand your notice in. Um, and I thought Kyle and Ranch and Outsiders Edge said it quite well, that any, any lawyer, any... Somewhat decent lawyer could have got you out of that contract quite easily, but you didn't even follow through with that. Um, so like I say, you're not going to get sympathy on a personal level. Um, I'm happy that fine you can go out and put on, have great matches with other people now, whether it be Ring of Honor, New Japan, or anywhere else at Impact. Um, but yeah, it's sad. Not he's not on WWE TV anymore. But you know, like you you made your bed, lay in it, deal with it. Um, the fact that you're off TV for so long is your own fault. Yeah, the only person I have sympathy for in all this is myself, because of, <laughs> basically because I don't get to see what he was doing. From his side of things, again, I'm not aligning with him, but there's every chance that he saw the writing on the wall. Not even with losing the title to Enzo, who sort of, even though he was cleared of those rape charges, he's not exactly showered himself in any sort of glory or gracious winners stuff whatever you want to call it since then making up rap songs about it and whatnot. Um, it's all like especially with this Fox TV deal coming along which you'll see Smackdown Live going to Fox on Friday nights the future for as far as I'm aware I've not heard anything is pretty uncertain for 205 Live the, the cruiserweight roster has been in completely segregated from the rest of Monday and Tuesday Raw and Smackdown, you only get a pay-per-view match from them at the Big Four now, with WrestleMania and SummerSlam so far, and in my opinion the wrong person won both times, so it's not really helping fan sentiment at the moment. I will stay faithful to 205 Live, but from what I've seen this week, Buddy Murphy, the matches he could put on with the likes, like I was put in the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group, imagine there wasn't that barrier between the cruisers and the main roster, and Seth Rollins did a sort of IC title open challenge, and out comes Buddy Murphy. Can you imagine the barn burner that those guys would put on? I've not, I'm not sure if you've seen his match with Kalista this week, but it was another belter to add to his resume. Not yet, and I know yourself and, and Jeremy, who was on last week, um, sung its praises. So no, I've not saw that yet. But in terms of two o five, I think, I think we spoke about it before. I think. For me, probably the best thing could be is just to send that down to Full Sail um, mm-hmm. and have it down there. Um, so I wouldn't say it's... Um, I guess, in a sense, it is somewhat of an afterthought in comparison to the other two, but I feel like once you get... If you send it down to Full Sail, or even in that general vicinity, whether it be somewhere down in Florida or whatever, um, 
it would get a lot of respect and I think it would get a lot more exposure and I think you would attract more hardcore fans mm. and, and arenas wouldn't seem half empty. Because ultimately, people who attend this SmackDown, and if you want them to attend, go to 205 as well, you're ultimately asking them just to... They need to stay there for three hours plus. I think they could adopt the same model that we're seeing happen with NXT UK, where they're doing tapings not just in... You know how like America has full sale as their home base for NXT mm-hmm. well they've not really got a home base in UK at the moment they've done Birmingham um, was it London that they did the other tapings I can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head but they're, tour- they're basically touring the country with a weekend full of tapings uh, if they do something like that in America I'm sure that would it doesn't have to be full sale don't know how that works so there's plenty of different scenarios that they could do for that it's just a case of it's going to be October 2019 pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I would be quite disappointed if it was just disbanded entirely maybe maybe uh, it might see an incorporation of wrestlers into the main roster, even if they go over to NXT, that's fine by me I don't think they will, I don't think they will, and I don't know if this has been something that's been put out there by anyone, but I'd be quite surprised because it is successful a lot of people do like it and you know, those Raw and SmackDown rosters are already bloated enough at the moment. Instead of uh, in adding the cruiserweights to each roster, you know, isn't really going to help at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, you know, let's say you're just sort of hamstringing a lot of guys and, and some guys are just going to be turning up at weekly tapings not doing anything. So at least the the cruiserweight guys have at least got something, some, uh, like an hour another program in each week but I think it would be better served if it was moved elsewhere and it wasn't put on the back end of Smackdown mm-hmm. even if it was um, at the start yeah um, but so yeah like I say I'd be surprised if they do get rid of the Cruiserweight division and, and just to sort of finish up on my final point with Neville is that like you know don't get me wrong like I'll look forward to watching the guy um, I mean there's a chance he might even turn up this weekend at All In because I don't think he's got a, I think he's no compete, non compete clause. I don't think there is one, or they've got rid of it, or he's served it, or whatnot. So he could turn up this weekend. Who knows? Um, and you know, like I look forward to actually seeing him in, in some some great match against some sort of quote unquote dream opponents. But like I said, in a personal point of view, and what, what he done, like I just feel that you know, if you if you truly felt you weren't being utilized properly, then there's there's a way to go about it. Yes. You know, be be a man. Be a man about it. Don't 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 act like a child in the way he acted was like a child. Be a man. Go speak to the relevant people. And if they still say no, which who knows he may have he may he may have had these conversations with, with Vince McMahon or Triple H or anyone else. If they still say no, you're you're going to stay in a cruiserweight, then go about get your release the right way. Don't go home and yeah. sit there and do things. And so like, to me, you just sitting there collecting paychecks told me you weren't very serious about quitting them in the first place. Mm-hmm. I saw this situation, but it's done now. It and is, it, is. It, will, it will be a long time before there's even a possibility of him coming back to WWE, so farewell. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the sort of main crux of the podcast tonight is apparently it's not cool to turn heel anymore. Um, we've had <laughs> a few instances over the last couple of weeks starting basically at SummerSlam with Becky Lynch turning heel 
the shield I, I wouldn't even say the shield turned heel last week they were looking out for their boy the only reason well some people will tell you they did but you know but see does it really one of the things I was wanting to talk about is justification there's a reason that people do things and as much as I still despise him I do understand where Champa's coming from uh, and I I wouldn't say side with him, that's a very strong word considering this man spat on someone's wedding ring, but the stuff that he's saying on Twitter and promos, they're all 100% true. It's And with Becky as well, people had some issues with her promo last week, but everything she said was true because they're all saying, did you cheer me? She said, did you cheer me? And they said yes. And then she said, did you boycott when you found out I wasn't going to get a singles match at SummerSlam? They didn't boycott it. Now, so she's, she herself feels justified in her actions. It's just she's being stupid about it and sinister, and which that's not even the word I'm looking for. Bitter and jealous and selfish. And she also says that you cheered for Charlotte as well during that promo and, last week. So, in, in like, sometimes, like, your classic heel is someone who who's just deluded. Yes. So... Yeah. I mean, are we, talk, are we going to talk about Charlotte and Becky just now, or are we going to talk about Braun and Sh- the Shield at the moment? We'll talk about Charlotte and Becky. Like, for all we know, Charlotte, sorry, Becky, because I, I said last week, that, and I still stand by it, that I felt the wrong woman win. I felt mm-hmm. that was a big, a big sort of um, moment. That, that it wouldn't rival Daniel Bryan or anything like that, Um but it was a big moment for one of your biggest faces to get a win at a big, big pay-per-view. But for all we know, then she could have lost the pay-per-view at Hell in a Cell or Evolution, so, and then never be seen on TV or continue what she was doing for the last couple of years, but we would rarely see her. So, like I said, I still think, I still think at the time I wanted, I wanted, I felt it was Becky's time, as I said last week. Um, but I'm not going to shit on something that's like 10 days old. Like it's just begun. The heel turn, not the heel turn, but the story itself has just begun. Like, how are you going to make your mind up within ten days of how you how you feel about this? Um, like, I know it's not it's not it's not the right. It might not be an appropriate example, but when the shield broke up, when we all when Seth was the one that done it, I don't. I think a lot of people were like, oh, I'm not sure about this, Like it should, it should have been Dean, but it turns out Seth went on one of the greatest heel runs like of the last 10, 15 years. So, at least this way, Becky's in a prominent position. She's featured on a weekly basis. SmackDown opened in the opening pro- promo video, I believe. Was that not the first thing they led with? Was Becky, quote-unquote, turning on Charlotte? They closed SmackDown this week with Becky and Charlotte. Yes. Yeah, the headline, the main segment, so the main event segment of SmackDown. So let's just let's just see where it goes. Like, don't get me wrong, seeing about six, eight weeks time, and, and the storyline goes nowhere. Like, I'll come on here and I will happily crucify the WWE. I will happily bury them if. They've just not handled it properly, mm. and it turns out Becky went nowhere because of you've taken a potential big moment of her winning the title to then just drag a storyline out and ultimately leads to nowhere. But 
we just need to give it time. Like a lot of people talk about how WWE don't do long term booking and long term stories, etc. But like, give them give them a fucking chance. I've got a hot take for you. Up until Becky started her winning streak, which was sort of commissioned, quote unquote, by the creative team. Obviously, she's got her fans online to sort of kind of stalk her fans who follow her every move on social media. But seeing the grand... are you are you are you calling Dylan James a stalker? Not at all. I'm talking about <laughs> the pe- people on Instagram who like get tattoos of the of her. Unless That's a bit too far. Unless Dylan James does have a tattoo of Becky Lynch, so if he does, we still like him, though. Aye. <laughs> um, I would suggest that in the grand scheme of things, nobody really gave a shit about Becky Lynch until she started this winning streak and it became a story. Because all the way from the start of 2017, the end of 2017, people were quite happy with Charlotte retaining the title, uh, sorry, regaining the title. Um, All eyes were on Asuka from the Royal Rumble up until WrestleMania. All eyes were still on Asuka up until her couple of matches that she had with Carmella. Nobody was talking about Becky Lynch in these times. They weren't all saying, fuck, Be- fuck Asuka, I want Becky Lynch in the main event scene. This all happened when Becky Lynch was starting the winning streak on TV and then she made a point of it. As far as I'm aware, this is just an opinion, WWE, they know what they're doing. They've been known, they've known since day one because of that because even on that Tuesday where she cut this very divisive promo see when her music hit and she came out before she started speaking a very sort of humdrum response it was only once she sort of cued them by saying you didn't cheer me that's when they started piping up so mm-hmm. it's just I think I don't know many people might not agree with me but I think WWE know what they're doing These, I will admit these um Polls on Twitter and WWE.com are a wee bit heavy-handed and a bit head-scratcher um, method of trying to get this story over. But there's, they've obviously got something planned for her. She's going to have some sort of main event title, well, women's main event scene with Charlotte for at least one, two months. There is a probability that she's going to win the t- title at some point. I mean, she's going into evolution, the biggest sort of moment for women's wrestling in WWE with a main event scene in the main event scene with Charlotte that's a big deal she's going to be all eyes will be on her does it really does it really matter if she's heel or face because like I said I'm not sure the overall majority cared that much when she wasn't on the winning streak she's she's fine where she is I don't see any issues at all I said my my issue stem well, was initially that she never won a title. Because I said I felt that was her moment. Uh-huh. But now they've gone this route, let's just see how it plays out. Because like I said, come evolution time, if she doesn't... If character's not making any sense or they're not going in... If they're not going a proper direction, that's the time to start killing them for it. Like, just wait and see where it goes. It, for all we know, it could lead to a title match at evolution... <laughs> her winning the title at Evolution, her then going on to have a Survivor Series match against potential Ronda Rousey, to then going into the new year, into Royal Rumble, having a programme with Asuka. Exactly. Like, we all win there. And on the flip side, they might have even got the title off her at Evolution. 
if she was going to be facing Charlotte. She has not been more popular than she is now. She hasn't been on more. She hasn't been this relevant since she came up to the main roster. Exactly. Even when she was the t- the, the face baby face champion the first time. She's got. I'm not sure what the merchandise sales are like, but she's got a new T-shirt out, which is a, another shite pun. It's even bad for my um, taste of jokes. <laughs> um, but it's all good. There's no problems here. She's doing well for herself. She's at the focus of attention. She closed SmackDown. She's got a program with one of the best athletes in WWE right now. All eyes are on Becky Lynch. So even though it's a apparent heel turn, which it is because of her actions, she's just again she's justified in her reasons for doing so, but she's her actions aren't justified. Just chill, guys. Chill, chill out. I think it's what twenty ninth of August at the moment. Evolution's what about seven or eight week, eight weeks away. I think it's what is it the twenty eighth October. Mm-hmm. So we're just about two months away. If, like I said, if booking etc. doesn't make sense at that point, or they've just gone in a stupid direction, or there's no direction at all, that's the time to start yes like, criticizing like Sasha just and let, Bailey, for just instance. Let the, let the story and the character development play out and see where we end up. Uh-huh. Um, the whole Bailey Sasha scenario is becoming a bit of a joke now. I will admit that it's. I was patient at first. See, I think I think they might have a match at Evolution. I know. Really? I think some people might think they're going to win the, the the women's tag titles. I don't know if that's a thing or we're all assuming that's going to happen. So they're either going to do that, but I think they could end up having a match at Evolution. Uh huh. And I know we wanted all oh, SummerSlam, like we wanted last year at SummerSlam, what we wanted this year, but that's kind of a big match, and that's a, that's not kind of it is a big match. It's one of the, if not the biggest women's match they can make um, at the moment, like feasible women matches to make. And there's no better stage, just you would say, than the all women's pay per view for them. I'm not hopeful that that will be booked. To be honest with you. I don't know, it's just, it's just a thought. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know, maybe they might try and, let's like say, if there are going to be tag titles for the women, they might have those and then they can maybe try and push off to WrestleMania next year. It's just, we'll see. When the match happens, it's still going to be, it's still going to be a big deal for a lot of people. Uh-huh. So we'll move on to Mr. Braun Strowman's heel turn this Well, Will we start with this apparent Shield heel turn last week, which I don't think was, but you want to go first? Well, people said... It wasn't so much what they'd done, because they'd done these things even when they were faces, and they'd done this stuff when they were heels. Um, they, it was, a lot of people felt it was the demeanour and just their facial expressions that kind of implied they were heelish. I mean, like we've said for a long time, Roman wrestles in a heelish way anyway. Um, Ambrose just has that kind of feel and look to him at all times when he's not doing this goofy laughing gimmicky thing he had. So I never bought into that they were heels. I never, I never saw it. Like I can kind of understand what people meant when they were saying about their, their body language, etc. Um, but like I say, he's always done this when they were faces. Um, and then like, I've saw things that people saying that, like, oh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose coming to rescue Reigns or or they're making or they're trying to protect Roman or whatnot or whatever and it's like that's a load of fucking nonsense as well. Um they're not Roman's bitches as some people might like to say because 
in a in like we were, we were talking about this off air in our, one of our groups that like people are forgetting that Roman teamed up to help Seth deal with Dolph Ziggler and um, Drew McIntyre yes. for a long time as well. That was said. It wasn't said by one of us. It was said, said by someone else within the group, um, and that's a valid point as well. Um, so I never bought into the whole heel turn at that point. It was more so. I think people just kind of needed to get out of their head that Roman Reigns is not going to get turned heel. Yep. The like he's the number one mercer in the company. He does so much for the company. He does all this make a wishes, etc. Like. He's just accept he's not going to get turned heel because you are desperate for it, and because he doesn't get turned heel, that means his character, whatever, is a failure. Like, oh, fuck it, I feel like I say it all the time. There's other fucking people in this fan base that like him. Like, uh-huh. you know, just just accept that that's not going to happen. Um, and and why would it happen when he's been so success when he's been this successful? To like, like I say, it's just because. People can say, how do you define success? Well, success is being number one merch seller. Success is people clamouring to see you. Success is uh, so many people looking up to you. And I say that on this podcast, I can't remember when it was, a few weeks back. But I guarantee you in 10 years' time when people get into the business, they're going to turn around and say, I'm a wrestler because of what, because of Roman Reigns. The same way a lot of people have done with Rock, Cena, Austin, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And people can deny it and fight that all they want, but I can guarantee you in 10 years' time, that will be fact. Fact only. Yep. I've got a few points. You're saying there people are desperate to see Roman turn heel. A very random pull here, but I remember Goldberg talking about he had some WCW's version of a Make-A-Wish show. They were doing something where they had a girl backstage who was sort of hanging about with him. Uh, and she was backstage and watched him do his heel turn. And WCW must have been about June 2000 time when he joined forces with Russo and Bischoff. And he went backstage and that girl was devastated. Now, fast forward 18 years. Remember that video a few weeks ago where Roman Reigns was bumping fists with the, the guy, the special needs guy at a house show? Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you think he'll feel if he sees that happen? I know that's just a pure, really nuanced, um, very microscopic reaction, but... That's another demographic like, that's got now. Just because he doesn't appeal to people of our age doesn't mean he doesn't appeal to other people. So, like just because, just because sometimes you, you sometimes you get that sometimes you feel like the people who are most disgruntled are the ones that are the loudest, uh, yeah. as opposed to the people who are generally happy. They don't. They're not that vocal about it. Exactly. The other thing I was wanting to say was they're wanting Reigns to turn heel. People are desperate to see Ambrose turn heel. They've wanted Cena to turn heel for years. Why? Just because. No other reason than just because, but they can't handle it when Becky Lynch turns heel or Braun Strowman turns heel. I've got a V, a two cabins. Oh, here, here's the thing, here's the thing. Someone give me a bit of evidence to suggest that Braun did turn heel. Well, I will in a minute. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, some guy in the squared circle, I won't name drop him. No, go ahead. Bradley Harhees or something like that, right? She uh, butchered his son. Yeah. I did. Um, people who desperately need to turn in WWE, Rusev face turn, Ty Dillinger heel turn, Cesaro face turn, Bobby Roode heel turn, Becky Lynch face turn, in brackets, not sure why they turned her heel in the first place. Charlotte heel Wait, 
Hold Rusev on. is the fucking face, is it not? Uh, uh, hold on. Charlotte heel turn. Samoa Joe face turn. It can work, trust me. Dan, uh, Dean Ambrose. I nearly said Dan Aykroyd there. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Dean Ambrose heel turn. Right? He's just listed off all these people that he wants to see turn either face or heel, but he's not happy with Becky Lynch's. Justify your reasons for turning those guys heel or face. <laughs> Samoa Joe face turn. <laughs> I know. Have you not seen Joe Samoa Joe's work in the last couple of weeks? The guy's on fire. He's like, yeah, just turn him face. <laughs> Joe's like arguably the number one heel in the company. There's no justification like, for why these people should be turned. It's just because you don't want Becky Lynch to turn heel. But guess what? She's more interesting than she's been even in her NXT days. It's just... Uh. You can't just pick what you want and think, right, that will work because I think it will work. <laughs> and by the way, so, Ty Dillinger heel turn, I'm not so sure because he was over... Fair enough, he's not over on the main roster as much with his Perfect Ten gimmick, but... I don't see I don't see how Ty Dillinger would work as a heel. Cesaro uh, face turn. He's had an amazing he, thing going with the bar for over a year now. Well, well Ty Dillinger's currently in a lawsuit for the Perfect Ten gimmick infringement anyway. Is he really? Oh, by me. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's going to pop at that. I know. Um, <laughs> it's just... I know you want it your own way, sometimes I want it my own way, but it's not going to happen, and if you don't like it, lump it. Right, so give me your reason why you think Braun turned. Right, first of all, before I go there, Roman, uh, the heel turn, apparent heel turn from Roman Reigns, the Shield guys last week. Well, I think I think a lot of people that was more so it was questions as opposed to people saying they've definitely done it because a lot of things I saw on Twitter, a lot of people were just saying it was more so the body language and the way they were sort of carrying themselves kind of suggested they were a bit heelish. Oh, so I don't, like I, that, never, I never, I never saw anyone coming out and, spe- and specifically saying, "Oh my God, they've definitely turned heel." I don't know if it was a combination of hopefulness as well as just the way they they concluded what their body language was giving away. The shields were. Wholly justified, there's that word of the week again, justified in their actions last week. The only reason they disbanded last year was because Dean Ambrose was injured. They weren't on bad terms with each other. They got back together um, over the course of the last week or so. Um, And they saw that their boy, Roman Reigns, who finally restored order to Raw, remember that? He finally restored order to Monday Night Raw. I mean, the main events have been excellent the last couple of weeks, right? They're going to help make sure that Braun Strowman doesn't cash in that title. What's wrong with what they did there? They were justified. Fuck, right. Fuck. If I'm out, right, if I'm out on a night out or out on a Saturday night in Glasgow, right, and some fucker uh, tries to start with me, and you can guarantee your boys are going to back you up. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Don't overthink it. Their boy was about to cash down on. They came down to help him. Simple. So, using that analogy, if you're on a night out, out with the lads, would it be fair of you to just turn around and batter a guy that you're not really fond of, but he's part of your social circle for the night? Would you be happy with that and then join ranks with the baddies that you're fighting in the first place? Yes or no? Would I batter who? Oh, I can't believe this analogy is turning into a night out in Glasgow. 
<laughs> but so, to be fair, folks, this happens quite a lot in Glasgow. A night out turns into fights. Yeah. So say you're out with a bunch of pals, and mm-hmm. you've got some close friends, and then there's a couple that you you don't really like, but you, you're with them as part of the social circle, and a bunch of louts come and interrupt things. You beat them up, you beat up the baddies, but then all of a sudden you just turn on your not so great pal, but one who's on your side. Would you do that? Is that a nice thing to do? So I'm out, right? With oh a group my of boys. God, no, listen. It? So this is going somewhere. So I'm out with my with my boys, and and you're there. So and me and I don't really like you, and then I just witness you getting beat up, or I beat you up. Right. So imagine I get beat up, but you come and help me. Oh, I no. No, if you were getting beat up, it'd be a case of, you know, that big EGF with the popcorn, that's, that would be me. No, it would be the <laughs> photobomb.com. <laughs> um, Ricky like, doing Ricky things, just laughing at my prone cops. Just taking a selfie with you in the background, bloodied. Right, answer my question. Would, right, so, say you help me out and we, mm-hmm. van- we vanquish the bad guys, would you mm-hmm. then turn on me and batter me and join the bad guys? Yes or no? I can't believe your head. Yeah, two things, right? First of all, damn right we would fucking vanquish the bad guys, right? Um, and second of all, no, I wouldn't. <sighs> you arsehole. Oh, sorry. Why? Oh, sorry. I No, I'm, apologies. That was uncalled for. <laughs> what did you... <laughs> um, this has went way off course. So you wouldn't turn on me? No, unless you gave me a reason to, then I wouldn't. Right, so that's why Braun Strowman turned heel on Monday night. See, we finally got there. But him and Roman haven't liked one another, ever. Ever. Aye, but we're at loggerheads as well. They have liked each other. They were caught embracing in Italy. Uh, I get that, right? But these guys legitimately tried to murder each other about 18 months ago, right? In, In... it not once, I don't think there was any kind of, like, clo- I don't know, closure, or anything that suggested that they were boys or they, that it was now they buried the hatchet. Like I, like, I get, understand what you mean, but at the end of the day, Roman has something that Braun wants. Uh-huh. So he's just, him, right, so he's justified in his... thing is, him attacking Roman... It was payback for what Roman in the Shield done to him the week before. Right, okay, that's fine. Because, see, at the end of the day, Braun may be as portrayed as this monster among men and he's invincible, but outside of Brock Lesnar, the only one that's made Braun look remotely human is Roman, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the last time he crossed paths with the Shield, they dismantled him and the table so in Braun's eyes yes I may be a monster but I've just come up against arguably the greatest stable in WWE history I can't take these guys out myself so what I'm going to do is I'm going to align myself with guys who seem to have issues with the shield and I'll just piggyback I'll just I'll bring them into the fold and I'll use them to get my revenge okay that's a fair point Like, like don't get me wrong like see next week Braun can come out and start saying F the crowd and this and that and all right, well there's a heel turn. But as of right now, I don't see how 
at what point Braun looks like a heel. All he's doing is just getting payback for what they've done to him. What about um, his... At the end of the day, you just need to go back and look at the Kevin Owens feud. Braun Strowman is not a fucking baby face. I know. See, <laughs> that's the thing. Since, you could even argue since the anti-hero Austin, when he was taking on Vince McMahon and company like in the late 90s, he was justified in his reasons. But the way he went about things was a wee bit sort of, right, you're coming into the office for a disciplinary. <laughs> the, Could you imagine if we walked into the office tomorrow and we just hit our boss over the head with a bedpan? <laughs> or we just drove into the arena with a, a beer truck. <laughs> but, or took our boss hostage and got a fake gun and had a little a message drop down when a bullet, when you press the when you press the trigger saying bang 316. But it wasn't a gun, it was a vape pen. <laughs> right, oh, where was I? Right, so basically, right, this kind of brings us, brings me to this question. There's the the, fine, the line between heels and baby faces in terms of moral, moral spectrum has been getting murkier and faded away more and more as time goes on. People cheer for whoever the hell they want to cheer anyway whether they're heel or face. I mean, look at the likes of Kevin Owens, um, Edge oh, versus John Cena. Some old Joe gets some cheers and here's a guy who's fucking talking about another man's wife. Exactly. And so, kids. So does it matter who you cheer? I mean, I used to not be a fan of Vince think apparently Vince thinking, oh, they're making noise out there. It doesn't matter if they're heel or baby face. I kind of agree now because it creates a great atmosphere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me who's quote unquote a heel or quote unquote a, a face. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, going back to the whole Braun thing, I think they might end up turning him like a fully fledged baby face, like fully fledged heel, where you get rid of the whole pandering to the crowd and like high fiving kids and bringing kids into win tag title matches and stuff. So they might. Um, and do you know what? Like I'm, I'm here for that feud. Like I, the stuff they done might have been borderline, like unrealistic or borderline too far or whatever. But they had great, great chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to this match. And the fact it's inside the cell as well, well I think it could be really, really good. Yeah, and like I've said before, Braun Strowman has improved exponentially on on during his time in the main roster. He's a better wrestler than he was the last time they locked horns. So it's going to be a good match. That's true. That's it. So I am officially I... declaring that I am no longer a sort of I prefer the heel, I prefer the face. I'm going with hashtag justification. That's my new thing. I guess my only issue would be from what happened in Raw would be that I didn't really like that Ambrose and Seth come out to their own music individually. I would have, I would have liked them to come out together. Right. Um, I don't. Know, I just, I just like I know, I know they're always going to come out when they have our singles matches to their own music, etc. But I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't. I was kind of hoping they'd all just come out to the shield music. Um, but I, I guess, and, and the other thing that I saw was um, a lot of people talking about how. Well, Braun must have felt stupid the fact that he already told, he already gave the briefcase to Corbin, and because what happened in the, at the end of the 
and did a show that was a perfect time for him to cash in. Well, the fact that he had this planned already shows you that he's still sticking to his guns that, no, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to cash in face-to-face and I'm not going to attack you from behind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is not the way a heel would typically operate. It's just shades of grey. That's it. I think, I think he's... I think he's, at the moment, he's kind of... Like I said, he works as a heel, but just purely because of his size. But he's packaged in a babyface way, the way, like I say, the way he comes out and panders the crowd and high-fives everyone, etc. Um, so, like I say, I I was always on board for Braun, just come, like when, when Lesnar had, I always wanted Braun just to come down and say, I'm cashing this on and in you right now. I always liked that. I liked that idea because um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, it made you more, buy in more to the belief that he is this big monster. Um, so it's like I say, it's like if he was like, if he was like went full heel, he would have cashed in at the end there. He would have held it briefcase, he wouldn't uh-huh. have given it to Corbin. He would have held on to it. And like eight days ago, we were all declaring the shield our heels, and now we're declaring bronze the heel. Like just, just be patient. Let the story play out. I just, I've heard arguments, interfere arguments where people's momentum has been derailed because they turn fa- uh, sorry, they turn heel. And I'm, I'm not sure, it's an unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. For all we know, Becky Lynch was going to have a very lacklustre championship defence as a face. We won't, we won't know that now. But think back to the likes of when Austin defeated the Rocket WrestleMania 2001. Um, people were raging that Austin turned heel. I loved it because he went on an absolute tear for the rest of 2001. That was a, probably, apart from maybe the Vince McMahon stuff, that was the best Austin era I remember. He was a man possessed back then. Look at The Rock and I think it was the Deadly Games it was called. When he joined, he was on a sort of baby, he was about to become a sort of big baby face star and then he joined up with the corporation and he became like a white hot heel. And then look look at The Rock now, he's an absolute mega star. So just have patience, do you know what I mean? No, I know, I know, and it just kind of always comes back to that WWE doesn't tell long-term uh, storylines, long-term booking, etc. Well, they do, they do, you just don't want to admit it and you just don't want to give them that time. Like, yeah, that's all like, they do sometimes. And don't get me wrong, like, a lot of the time when they do try to do certain things, fine, it doesn't work out, but that's just, that's just, that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. You throw shit to the wall and you see what sticks. Yeah, I'd rather they just took... Instead of picking lots of different things that they don't like WWE for, just get to the crux of the matter and say you don't like the creative. That's what it boils down to. Yep. Uh, too many titles, load of shite, because they're all... I'm not going into that argument. It's how those titles are used. Um, too much TV time, again, load of shite. There's all separate stories. Watch what you want. You don't have to watch everything. I mean, the latest craze at the moment is Impact, right? So... It's getting quite popular after I can't remember the name of the pay per view that they had. Things are Some going great. But better, you're better off watching Impact than, than WWE. There are folk on social media pulling their, their hair is going grey. Going grey by the post, by the tweet about Becky Lynch's heel turn, about Braun Strowman's heel turn. 
Impactor last week had an angle where a 10-year-old was mowed down in a hit and run. That's that's Vince Russo in a bad day stuff. It's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not even. I'm not even offended by that because I've watched the. Clip. It's just stupid. It's just shit. Uh, it's just stupid. Like I'm not. Let's say I'm not going to sit here and sit shit on Impact because I don't watch it anymore. Oh. But that when I saw that and I was like, for fuck's sake, that's just. That's and ridiculous. Do you know what? People are allowed to shit on WWE, but. Hold a mirror up to your own preferences as well in the in the meantime and say, wait a minute, uh, maybe a bit unfair. It's just, I, I do get I'm critical of a few things in WWE, certain creative, but there are other things that it's, they're unfairly shat on, shat on for. That's and it. Heel turns should, turn should not be one of them. And like, a lot of people just... I can understand if you're down on the product. I get that, like, because don't get me wrong, like, there's so many things on uh, that happen on a weekly basis. You know, I just sit there like, oh, this is terrible. I'm of not course, watching this, and course. I just kind of skip past it. But my God, see if you're sitting for watching Raw for three hours every single week, fucking, I salute you for that. But my goodness, you don't need to do that. <laughs> you don't. I don't. You really don't. Um. I don't know. Like I don't also I also don't buy into the fact that when see when some people say, Oh, if you don't like it, then stop watching. I'm not I'm not one of those people that say you should stop watching because like, like for instance, if you're liking it to your favourite sports team, so for instance, like you know I've always been a Man United fan and a Man United fan and I still am. Like and before anyone starts saying, Oh look at that bandwagon fan, I go to fucking games. Like every single year I go to several games. So like the current situation out there is a shambles. I don't like the manager. I don't like the kind of football they're playing whatsoever. But I'm attached to that club, so I will continue watching and continue rooting for them. So I get where people come from that angle. But on the flip side, I tell you right now, see if something or anyone was bringing this amount of negativity to my life and was getting to me this much, I would cut that shit out of my life completely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I like to think that general like, fine, you all have your moments, but I think generally we're kind of positive guys and we're always just joking and laughing and just sort of taking a, taking a mic out of things. But my, see if something brought that kind of negativity in my life, I'd be done with it. And the fact that you're not kind of shows what kind of person you are. <laughs> Let's be fucking honest about it. It's like you're looking for reasons for your life to be shit or you're looking for reasons to be shitting on stuff. No, you can get rid of that stuff and just bring positivity into your life. It's simple. Oh, hot. Look, keep going. It's not, a, it's not a hot take at all because it applies to anything in life. Whether whether you're married, whether you, you, you're you not happy with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whether you're not happy with your job, whether you're not happy with anything, like you have the ability to control that. You're allowing that product or that other person or whatever that situa- situation is to control you. That's, that's dictating how you feel, but you also have the ability to get rid of that, cut mm. that shit out of your life. Like, if you don't like certain things that happen in, in Raw or, or Impact or Ring of Honor or New Japan or anything at all in life, you have the ability to cut that shit out of your life completely. All the press tweets, posts, columns, etc. that are sort of bemoaning things that WWE do, like, I'm sick of Roman Reigns getting pushed, I'm sick of such and such getting pushed. Every time that person's name is mentioned, there are there's some sort of wee algorithm robot somewhere collecting the amount of times that name is mentioned, 
and the powers that be at Titan Towers will see all oh, Roman Reigns' name was mentioned 14 million times on Tuesday. He must be over. Or if people are talking about him. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? It's not even it's not even a Roman situation. It's just just raw. I think a lot of people have got just an issue with raw and the product in general, but. Oh, like I said, man, just fucking, just watch what you like. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I said, I, I, I completely understand why people say, I, why should I just changing the channel or stop watching? Really, isn't an option because at the end of the day, like I says, when it applies to Man United, Man United, I can't change the channel. You know, mm-hmm. like fucking, they just lost three 0 at home at Spurs the other day, and I watched that entire game. and I didn't once change the channel, even when it went three 0 down. It should have been the point to walk away, but you didn't. And it was just like because you have an attachment to something that you love so much, you're desperate for it to be good. But yeah. like I says, when that thing you have an attachment to is bringing so much negativity and affecting your almost like affecting your thinking and in your day to day life, because there's people out there that just continually crap on it. It's like you must not like it, or what are you actually looking for? Because, like I says, this amount of negativity coming into your life, you have the ability to control it and get rid of it completely. And I don't even know what the, what people want sometimes. They're just, this is bad, this some, is bad, this is bad. What do you want? Some people don't even know themselves what they want. They just want to fucking complain for the sake of complaining. So see how we've just went on a wee rant about people shitting on the product? Can I shit on the product for a wee minute? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, Smackdown looks like we're going to have, under the sort of steel structure, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton in the Hell in a Cell match. And as far as I'm aware, it will not be AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe in a Hell in a Cell match. I would argue lightly that Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton do merit a sell because that feud's quite heated. But come on. I think they've missed a trick here not putting AJ and Joe in a, uh, in a Hell in a Cell match. Here's the thing, it's like, we've still got time for them to be in the cell, right? But let's just presume as of right now they're not going to be in a cell. I, I'm, a, I'm a kind of in agreement with you, like, I don't need to see Randy Orton and Jeff Fardy in a cell. Um, like, I know it's kind it's not structurally a blood feud, but it is heated, heated, it is quite personal. So fine, I can understand the reasoning for it, maybe not agree with it. But if, let's be honest about it, if I sit here and I start saying stuff about your wife and kids, my door is going to be booted off the hinges in the next 10 minutes with you coming through it and ready to kill me. Uh-huh. You cannot insult a married man, a husband and a father any more than small Joe has done to AJ Styles. And how the fuck this isn't inside a cell? If it's not inside a cell, it has to have some sort of stipulation. Uh, it it really been- does. It should be AJ who wants the sell match because he's the one that's uh, angered. Uh, even if it's not a sell, just give us some sort of no no DQ or whatever. And it's like, you cannot bring up another man's wife and expect that man to to be okay with it or to then go and just have a normal wrestling match. And that's what I said, what I said last week. I didn't like the way that match started because if you were in AJ's situation, you would have come out and you would have just started laying into Joe straight away but they were sort of tippy tapping around one another it, this is like, quote unquote the classic kind of what people like to say it is like a blood feud in fact no, it's not like it is it's genuine hatred because like I say you cannot insult a father and a husband any more than saying that you're a disappointment to your wife and a disappointment to your kids because you're not there for them anymore and you care more about your professional wrestling career than you do about them 
if this feud doesn't justify being in a hell in a cell, then none of them do. Simple as that, then none of them do. Yeah. The only reason I think that the Jeff Orton match will be in a cell is because it, it might not have been on the Edge and Christian podcast. It might have just been on some sort of article. But Jeff Hardy has said that he does want to, before his career is over, swanton bomb off the top of a cell. So maybe that's why they're doing it. Jeff and Vince and Matt know they are on very, very borrowed time. Jeff wants one more thing to do. And I think this will be it. So we will probably, most definitely, in fact, see a swanton bomb off the cell through a commentary table. That's all. That's all they're doing it for. Because it's it's basically the story is, I mean, the story makes sense because Orton wants to stop Jeff. He doesn't like Jeff because all he does is a flippy shit. That's Jeff Hardy's sort of, his MO, as it were. They've concentrated heavily on the Swanton bomb. That's become a bit of a story recently. Um, so they'll probably tie that into it. But I just think they're really missing a trick. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, that has got very personal very quickly. I mean, see last week when Joe grabbed AJ from behind and was screaming in his ear that really frantic rage. That was oh, Wendy! Oh. Before that, I mean, it was just like, just grabbed him. It was like, oh, you actually got a fright. That's how scary it was. Um, oh, but turn Joe face because it can be a great baby face. Trust me, he can be a great baby face. <laughs> <sighs> um, unless they've got something planned further down the line. How, what is there a? You've got the super show thing in the, uh, Australia. Is there going to be anything before TLC apart from Survivor Series? Um, I don't think so, no. Because yeah. I don't even think... I think the only pay-per-view in October is that um, Evolution. Is Evolution. Mm-hmm. So, I think... I can't even remember now off the top of my head when that show in Australia is. Um, oh, and folks, before you start fucking going off on that as well, it is a glorified house show. End of. Right? So don't get offended by the match that takes place and what happens. It's a house show. <laughs> Just like the Greatest Royal Rumble was a house show, it's a fucking house show. Um, no, I don't think there is. So we've got Hell in a Cell, then we've got Evolution, and then we'll have that um, Australia Super Show, and then Survivor Series. Unless, because unless they do some sort of like mini pay per view kind of thing on SmackDown or Raw, and like in between Hell in a Cell and Evolution, where they just have like tag titles, and IC, US, and world titles on the line on each on each show mm-hmm. um, other than that but I think unless Joe wins Hell in a Cell I think this will probably be the end of that feud but the feud has to take place in Hell in a Cell or at least fucking be some sort of stipulation uh-huh. hopefully I would have loved to see I mean we said last week with Jeremy who would have thought five years ago you would be saying AJ Styles versus Joe inside a cell we still might not get that, so I'm quite disappointed. But, in fact, I think I'd rather have had that over Roman and Braun in a cell match, to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think if you're, if you're just going to look at it um, on what's took place so far in terms of the stories 
obviously the Joe Braun, sorry, Joe AJ, you justify that more being a, in, a, in a cell rather than the other match. Um, I guess the other match you can justify it saying that, well, it's to keep everyone outside and no interference and everyone that's took place between these two in the past, you know, but it, that's why it's in a cell. But there's just, there's no reasoning, there's no, there isn't a single there's no way you can convince me that this match shouldn't be inside a cell or at least be a, an I quit or a DQ or something. Uh-huh. And that says, we've still got, well, I think we've got, what is it, two or three more Smackdowns left in before Hell in a Cell, so there's still time for that to happen. Um, but we've already got, what is that, is that two cell matches, is it? Yes. So I kind of think we might get another one, but if they don't, then it has to be a DQ match or something. Uh-huh. You mentioned Evolution there. How do you feel the build for Evolution has been? Are you happy with how the card is panning out? Uh, <laughs> it should be Sasha Banks and Trish Stratus. Like, like that's kind of because they've both come out in public and have both been. I know this has no bearing in it whatsoever. But they both say in interviews that that's who they'd like to wrestle each other. They'd like to wrestle each other. They had the interaction at the Royal Rumble. I just felt that made more sense. And the reason why they've not gone with it, I think that that makes me think that they might go with Sasha and Bailey in a one-one. That's the only reason why I think that, um, they've gone. With, not so much they've only gone with, because they've gone with Alexa and Trish. I think I think they are going to go um, Sasha and Bailey. Um, I mean, other than that one match, like I don't think anything else has been confirmed. I know there's a potential Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey match. Um, if that happens, fucking hell! <laughs> if that happens, right, and Nikki Bella gets one little bit of offense in, fuck me, I'll be I'll be on here the following week, and I I will not be happy. It's not. It's um. Ronda Rousey, I'm not. I'm going to be careful. She's not careless. She's not a dangerous wrestler, but a lot of the wrestlers would struggle to keep up with her in terms of sort of bumping for their opponent. Right? Nikki Bella's had really bad neck injuries. You honestly telling me that Ronda Rousey's going to be allowed to fling Nikki Bella about the place? Oh, she better. No, she I'm better. thinking of Nikki Nicola. I'm not thinking of Nikki Bella. I'm thinking of not the. Ca- I I'm not a fan of the character, but I like the person. <laughs> uh, Fuck. I don't like the person. I'm just taking the piss. Neither, neither do I. Uh, Nikki's going to be in danger. I get that. I get that. But why then would she be in the ring? You know why put her in that ring then? If you're if that's if if you if you're that worried about it, I understand with Daniel Bryan. Like they they were quite tentative at the beginning, but Daniel Bryan's. He's like he's starting. To, he's been working a stronger style. Yeah. Maybe not as strong as maybe once was, but they're certainly not as tentative with him as the first were. Um, I can get that. Like, there it might be a less. It won't be as strong of, of a match um, in terms of style. They might Ronda might need to dial it back a little bit. But that's not. That's just not who she is. Like, for people who saw her in MMA. Etc. Like you can't have that image of what she done in MMA, or 
so for me, I wouldn't like it to be Nicky. Um, but like I said, if Nicky gets any kind of offense in, I won't be happy because um, Ronda Rousey should absolutely dismantle her. Well, is that the only issue that you had? Do you have any other issues with the, car, the pay-per-view? Such as, because like I said, there's not been too many matches that have been confirmed. Right, so this is the card. There's uh, unless I've completely missed it. There's going to be a Raw Women's Championship match. Yep, a, right, yep, yep, yep. A SmackDown Women's Championship, NXT, NXT UK, and a May Young Classic Finals and Trish Stratus versus Alexa Bliss. But where did mm-hmm. the rumours... Where did the rumours of... Um, What's the fuck? Well, we're just talking about them. Ronda and Brie Bella start. I know they're kind of gearing it up on TV, but where did these start? Nicky Bella. Uh huh. I'm not sure. I just saw it on Twitter. Right, you can see if these are. In, in, in a kind of. In a, a kind of. I think I kind of believe it because why on earth is Nicky Bella in so many Ronda Rousey segments now? Aye. Uh, see if these rumours turn out to be true, then I won't be happy. I said when we were on. Outsider's Edge a few weeks ago. I'd, r- I'd rather this was a celebration of good booking and moving women forward, but from what we've re- been deemed to believe, there's a lot of exhibition matches with some old-timers here, some legends. Uh, Tris Jatis, Lita's been rumoured, Kelly Kelly's been rumoured, and come on, guys. Mo- like, one of my biggest, biggest gripes about the big four pay-per-views these days especially Wrestlemania is relying on dinosaurs to bring them through the card. It looks like we might get some dinosaurs on this card and people might say they deserve to get Evolution They do Well, no, because they've had the Royal Rumble they've had their moment to sort of have those times with the current roster I get that, but see, see if this is like going to be a yearly thing or whatever but we don't know if it's going to be. It's just, it's kind of, they just want to give everyone that chance and to kind of thank everyone in a proper way. And like, so I don't mind it that much, but I don't, like for instance, Trish Strat is coming back. I, I really wanted to be Sasha Banks. It's not, that. so be it. Um, but like I say, in terms of other people coming back, like some of them I don't couldn't care less if they come back, and I won't, I I couldn't I, I'm not that enthusiastic about. Some of them I am, um, but I think the the kind of the basis of the show is going to be all those matches that you say, and I think they might just have segments or just have maybe I don't I don't see why they would have a battle royal, but they might just have people appearing throughout the show, just whether it's in backstage segments or just whatever, maybe coming in the ring and cutting a promo or anything like that. So some of these people might not even be advertised to wrestle. They might just be there to appear on the show. And if that's the case, then that's fine. Because um, like you said, the match you've just named, you've got the Raw and SmackDown title matches. You've got the NXT title match. You've got the NXT UK. You've got the May Young Classic. And you've got Alexa and Trish Stratus. That's six matches right there. Is that enough? Well, I think you're now going to get a couple more. Obviously, I think we've not factored in um, Sasha and Bailey as yet. Mm-hmm. There, there could be a potential return for a later match. 
Um, there will probably be Carmela versus R Truth as well. Perhaps, yep. And do you know what? I, I wouldn't want I don't want Nikki Bella and Ronda. I think it should be Natalia and Nikki Bella Natalia and Ronda. Um and let's say so Beth Phoenix might I don't know if Beth Phoenix was ever confirmed or was she confirmed for commentary, I can't remember. I don't know, I don't think she has been for the So she anyway. could come back, um and I was a big fan of hers. Um you could even go Beth Phoenix and Natalia and say what you want, but Beth Phoenix showed she can still go and I I would be quite interested in that match. Um but like I said, I think I think I can understand your gripe, but I think um a lot of the people who are returning are probably just going to be returning for like either just in-ring segments or backstage segments as opposed to full-blown matches. I think maybe three or four of them might come back for a proper match and Trish being one, Lita being another, potentially Beth Phoenix being another, and maybe no more. So what's going to happen at Evolution 2019? You'll get the next class? No, because that won't be it. I think... I think what you'll probably then get is everyone on the smack rock. You might even not, you might still get the NXT title being defended in the UK and the May Young thing. That might just actually be the route they come down, especially with the May Young classic. Uh, they might have the final and conclude it there every single year. But I think once you start, start doing it every single year, it's not so much that it loses its appeal or, or, or anything like that it then starts to become like a normal recurring pay-per-view where you don't feel the need to to bring back all these people. Well, I, I, and I don't I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, like a normal recurring pay-per-view. I just mean that's now going to be on the calendar every single year. Well, I think they might have fucked the... I don't think we'll get the UK women's match because I don't know the results, by the way, but they've, they now have in the real world, a women's, a UK women's champion. But Evolutions are... Is it, oh, wait, it's two months away, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to fit in on TV the women's title being announced, the champion being announced in time for this women's championship. The, there's too much of a crossover there, so I already think that the NXT UK women's championship match will be scrapped from the card, which is disappointing. Um. I've not. Got, I will be honest. I've not got high hopes for it at the moment. I'd rather it was a move forward instead of a callback because we've had the callback already. But I think. So if I just look, so if I name what could be potentially the card, right? Let's just go. So it's Trish and Alexa Bliss. Probably be. Um, Shayna Baszler getting a rematch. You would assume. Yep. Let's just say it's Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Okay. UK. Let's just say the let's say the NXT UK title is defended because it's currently advertised. Let's say it is. Right. So that's some pretty good matches right there. You've obviously got this. The, the, uh, it might not appeal to you, but the appeal of Ronda Rousey defending the title as well. And then let's say you could potentially have Sasha and Bailey. One on one or Sasha and Bailey in a tag title match. A tag title match. If they go down, if I go down, if I go, if they ever go down that route, um, we've still not spoke about people like Asuka as well. So I think, I think based on those four or five matches alone, I think that's a strong looking card. 
and I think you'll probably get like a few blasts from the past sort of like sprinkled in throughout the show. Okay, you've you've turned me around a wee bit on that one, so. Actually, I, like I said, I don't know if many of them will come back to wrestle, and if they don't come back to wrestle, then that's a good thing. It's more so if you just come back and do a little backstage se- segments, or you know, if you what a couple of the old school faces come down and beat up Carmella, or come down and beat up like Horex or whatever. Uh huh. Right. Well, well, why don't we just sort of? I'll try not to be too negative on it because there's still a lot of time to go. I'd rather the Bellas weren't involved at all. But like we mentioned yep. earlier on in the show, they have a demographic. Uh, it's dwindling. How do you know? Um, just based on total bellas. <laughs> what the the ratings on E? <laughs> yep. I didn't know you followed those. Neither do I, but I saw a tweet somewhere. That's because Miz and Maurice, Miz and Mrs has taken over. Yep. By the way, I am way behind on my actual viewing of TV. I'm obviously up to date with stories, but. How was the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match a belter? Oh, was the fuck Almas Daniel Bryan match a belter? It was very good as well. Almas is so so special. Right, I'll check. Definitely be checking out those matches, and I'll check out the tag team match. I have to say, by the way, I absolutely loved that King Booker made his return to WWE. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen, I've says I wasn't too like enamoured with that um, gimmick, but uh, it was quite kind of good to see him being back. Um, Kevin Owens quitting. Yes, interesting. See if Kevin Owens comes back as a babyface, right? He could make Vince a shit load of money as long as it's justified. That babyface thing, that babyface turn, if he ever does turn, he, I'm telling you right now, he will bring in so much money. That is a money maker, and I think he'd be so good as a babyface. So good. I think he would as well. I think, because the great thing about it is, like, fine, you don't know these guys personally, obviously, but based on what you see on Twitter and other social media, etc., like, the family man talks about his wife a lot, his kids... Like that's first foremost right there. So you can that's that's a great thing for Vince. He you could and you could even still go back to his um his initial gimmick when he came up the um like feisting fight uh-huh. a fight owns fight and and you could always play it like well I'm not I'm not I don't look like everyone else and I've worked hard and you could portray him as like an underdog in a sense. I just I feel like that whole that whole thing, everything about him, I think he could play the baby face really, really well. Um, I think he'll probably disappear for a good few weeks. But it's intriguing. Like, you know, say, people can say what you want, but that that really is quite uh-huh. intriguing to see where they're going to go with this. Uh-huh. I hope he doesn't just come back next week and that's it over and done with and forgotten about. I'd rather he didn't appear for a, several weeks. Uh-huh. I think. And he keep the suspense going and, and whatnot. His character, his kayfabe character took quite some damage in this Braun Strowman feud and I would argue that Kevin Steen's stock has dropped quite a bit with this so I think actually him quitting is probably the best thing for him right now, a wee reset get him off TV 
um, make people miss them again, and we'll see what happens going forward with it. So I'm all for this storyline so far. Keeps them interesting. It's it's a a very um, shock thing to do, but we'll see what happens with it. Patience. And, and, and to sort of circle back, so we're going to sit because you just mentioned the stuff with Braun. So we we ain't got an issue the fact that Braun quote-unquote... Well, Braun fucking did. They buried KO, right? They fucking buried one of their biggest stars, right? Yeah. For Braun. And now people are going, oh, they've done all that shit just to ultimately feed Braun or turn Braun or to to turn them heel for Roman, etc. or whatnot. But you ain't got a fucking issue with what they've done to Kevin Owens. What was it? Sorry, I missed what you said before. You've not got an issue. Look, what they what they've done with Kevin Owens when Braun, like the flat out just buried Kevin Owens, right? So a lot of people turn around and say that oh well they've done all this with Braun. He turned him into a white hot baby yes, face, ultimately uh-huh, turned him right. heel to then feed him to Roman. Why the fuck are you not an uproar about the way they've treated Kevin Owens? I know. Kevin Owens is a badly. fucking superstar who was fed to Strowman. If people can turn around and say, oh, it's to make him look strong, so he looks strong going into the Roman match, fuck, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> like, no, no. Braun has looked strong ever since he went, he was. He became a singles guy. The only time he's looked weak is when he came up against Braun, eh, Brock. Oh. It just comes. It just comes back to like kind of hypocrisy. People pick and choose what they like and what they want to complain about. Yep, a bit like us, but oh, we do. I, I agree with that. But we've also tonight sh- uh, criticised the product and certain things that we don't like about it. Uh huh. But in a we don't. We we don't fucking form our opinions on based on what other people think. We form our opinions on based on what we think. Uh, based on what we see in front of our eyes. Exactly. Stop fucking overthinking things, man. Oh, he's angry. You're not well, going. You won't like Mitch when he's angry. Uh, sorry, who? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like Ricky when he's angry. That's what it is. So the moral of the story is: do not mess with Ricky on a Glasgow night out, because he'll fuck you up. Or I'll just stand back and watch you get a beaten with my popcorn. Aye, and take and then get my phone out and take selfies. The question of where where you would get popcorn in Glasgow on a Saturday night, that's... I don't know where that would happen. There's always shops open, isn't there? One last thing uh, I want to bring up. Titus Worldwide is falling apart at the seams. Does anyone care? <laughs> yes... Remember, we've just said tonight there is something for everyone. There will be some Titus Worldwide mark somewhere in the world that is crying into their Apollo Crews bedsheets right now at the prospect of them splitting up. And it looks like Titus is going heel mode. Wonder what's going to happen with Dana Brooke. In what way? Well, if they're splitting up. Mm-hmm. I'm quite interested in it, to be honest. That's fine, like you know, at least at least some at least you find something you like about the product. Aye, I found there we go. I found one thing that I really like. Yep. 
Uh, anything else you that was a wee whirlwind of opinions at the end there? Anything else you want to discuss before we move on to the quiz? Um, no, I know we're not. We focus most of the time on WWE, but with all in coming up this weekend, like I say, I'm intrigued just to see if there's going to be like a Neville appearance or a CM Punk appearance, etc. So yep. we'll see. Um, from a selfish standpoint. Our man Jeff Cobb, I believe, is in the over the budget battle royal. Is that yep. right? So I want him to win and to win the ROH title. And I've paid attention. I've watched all of Lucha Underground this year. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, Lucha Underground last week: Brian Cage, Pentagon Dark, and a Last Man Standing match. Oh my word, that was brutal stuff. Uh, well worth a watch. Uh, so I basically I want I'm really excited to see Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Dark. Yeah, um, and we know quite, we know a number of people are going as well, so hopefully they enjoy it. Um, and I, we'll look forward to hearing what they had to say about it. Yes, I'm not I'm not sure when I'll actually get to see it. I'll get to see it at some point, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing just what the reaction to it is and the reception that it receives. And if it is, if it does become some sort of annual event, it'd be quite interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the wrestling aspect of it will deliver. Oh, like it's, it's almost like how can it not, you know? Um, so in that sense, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching it. When, like the same as you, when I get a chance, I'm not entirely sure. Um, purely because you know it'll be on late again, but I might consider, I probably might stay up to watch it. But on Sunday, there's a there's a, there's a pretty big football game going on up here, so I think we'll all kind of be glued to that. So, like I say, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it at some point. Um, like I say, the matches themselves, they all should deliver. Um, and, I don't know, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Stephen Amell in the ring again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something? I was a big fan of Stephen Amell in WWE. I think at the time I was watching Arrow. Um, I... I like him. He seems to like. He doesn't. He comes across as like someone who who actually wants to do good when he's there, you know. Rather than like you know, some people you can tell just turn up for a payday, but he kind of like he he seems to Aye. like he wants to be there and take it serious. You know what's going to happen, don't you? He's fighting Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels will be um, dominating that match. Looks like he's about to put Stephen Amell through another flaming table. Out comes Neville. To save his, <laughs> save his old tag team partner, he comes. He actually comes in in a cape and a Mighty Mouse mask. Oh, jeez, that gimmick. Um, anything else? No, that's all. Okay. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Okay, quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. There is not really a theme for this week. I just did a sort of general knowledge one. Hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed writing it. It took me about 10 minutes, and hopefully, Ricky fails miserably at all of the questions. So. Here we go, Russell Russell Capers. You don't have a phone that you could write that stuff on? It was charging at a different part of my work today in my office, so I didn't have it on me. I just used my time. Well, I sincerely hope my bosses don't listen to this podcast now. Uh, no, he was he wasn't sitting doing questions for the quiz, he was doing his work. Uh-huh. 
I was quizzing my the customers on the phone. I was asking them what they thought of the questions <laughs> while I made their life a misery. <laughs> right. Number one. So there's ten questions here. Mm-hmm. I think I've given away one of them in the post earlier conversation. Number one, yes or no, is Crash Holly dead? <sighs> Question number two, please. Yes or no, is Matt Morgan dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an inside joke if people won't get whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> basically, we were just marking out for each other there, so... Is he dead? Uh, I don't know, I said he was to you earlier on, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor blueprint, man. Totally buried by Ricky. <laughs> well, what it, what it was, we were talking about, we were talking about him appearing on some show, and I replied back to you saying, "Wait, is he not dead or something along those lines?" I... To which you just sent an absolute shitload of laughing emojis. Oh, I popped big time. I, was at, I, I loved Matt it. Morgan. I really wish he did wonders in WWE. Oh, here we go. So, you says I found out Matt Morgan sometimes appears on um, these shows, and I reply to him, I thought he was dead. And then you goes, Haha, are you fuck? You are fucking kidding me. On. <laughs> <laughs> right, number three. I knew, I knew you'd like that one. Uh, number three The Rock has turned heel at one of the big four pay per views. True or false? I'll just say yes Correct I'd mentioned it earlier when I was talking about Deadly Games That was Survivor Series 98 Uh, When I was halfway through talking about that earlier I thought fuck that's one of my quiz questions (laughs) Oh well Number 4 Which wrestler won the Intercontinental title Upon his debut on WWE Raw TV Upon his debut. Yes. Hmm. Oh. Upon his debut. Let me make, just in case I'm wrong, the mid card title. I can't remember if it was the US or IC. I'm pretty sure it was the IC title. Which year? Or like what decade even? I think it was 2008. I think. Do not quote me on that. I'll give you another clue if you want. Aye. This person was called into the ring from the crowd. Oh, thingy. Um, hey, what's his face? Oh, jeez. Mm, Italian guy. My God, what's his name? Santino. Yep, well done. In total, how many main roster women's title reigns have WWE's four horsewomen had on the main roster so between them how many championships have they had now I know from working with you previously that your mental arithmetic is fucking scary so if you know each of the answers this should be quite easy for you the one there's two that's getting to me Right. Well, well, you think uh, about that. Right, right, I'm sorry, you go. 
you can think to yourself, I'm just going to let the listeners know that I used to work with you and the, some of the work that we did involved calculations. And this guy this guy used his calculator for a fucking ashtray. He, did, he didn't use it for counting numbers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, for any UK listeners, for when Carol Vorderman stepped down from the, the sort of maths bit at the start of Countdown, it should have been Ricky that took her place because this guy's math is fire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Becky's in one. Continue. Bailey's the one. <sighs> Did Bailey have one or two? Sasha had four. That's five. Charlotte's had seven, which is 12. It's Bailey. Now, she beat... She beat Charlotte, remember, in the build-up to... to Mania. But then did she drop it and win again after that? It's either 13 or 14. Okay, let me just try and remind myself... Which one? Pick one. Um, we'll go 14. Incorrect. What is it, 13? Yes. So I was never sure if Bailey went it back again after she... What the fuck? She just held it. Know. She just continued to hold it. Because uh, I fucked that moment up as well. Staying with the horsewoman, what happened... Aye, they did, didn't they? What happened uh, after Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch in their Royal Rumble 2016 title match? Really good pay-per-view. It had that title match. It had the last man standing between Dean and Owens. Excellent paper, excellent Royal Rumble, Mm. AJ Styles debut. That was a fucking brilliant pay-per-view. Wait, who was it? Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the WWE oh, Women's Fuck, title. I thought he said thingy. Oh, Sasha came down. Yes, correct. I thought, sorry, I thought he said Sasha and Becky Lynch because I remember it because Ric Flair was in the ring, I think, at the time. Congratulating Charlotte. Number seven, who won the 2005 Royal Rumble? Oh, five. A very infamous match. Oh, <laughs> uh, Big Dave. Big Dave Meltzer, correct. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> uh, can I? I know you've heard the joke, but I'll let the listeners know this joke. Uh, I said I would think of a new joke for this week, but I'll just say it anyway. Uh, NXT's new gimmick. They've got a wrestler who's going to come in and his gimmick is that he is a dirt sheet writer's son and he he comes into the full sale, panders to the crowds, they pander back to him, he he ranks matches out of seven and then when he sees a better match he decides to rank it out of eight. Um, And this this guy's name is Davey Boy Meltzer Jr. (laughs) 
Well, that's um, the se- second greatest NXT gimmick we've come up, ever come up with. <laughs> and the other one, nobody will really get. No, the Metro gimmick. Uh, <laughs> Metro newspaper. People won't understand that whatsoever. No, right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> DBMJ right number 8 <laughs> what was the main event of the 1999 Armageddon pay-per-view are you saying Armageddon uh, Armageddon on uh, 99 yep was that the one with who was it on the Triple H network? And take them a ton. I don't think that was that wasn't that was it's as if you're talking to someone else in the room beside you. What was that? What was that? Who was this? Who was that? Um Do you need to know the match or just who was in the match? Or like Well, I <laughs> Well I mean like there was a no holes barred match. Right, between Vince McMahon and his son-in-law correct number 9 who whose real name which wrestler's real name is Solofa F. Fatu Jr it's obviously it has to be one of the Usos which one um, Jimmy Incorrect. Okay. It was Rikishi. Damn it. Damn it. I thought thought the junior would throw you a wee bit there. I know. Last one. I'll get a cup of coffee made for this one. Name both teams. So name the 10 competitors who were in the 2016 Survivor Series 5v5 men's match. One of the best Survivor Series matches in history that's the one like our long match wasn't it oh great 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 stuff right um, right so Raw okay it was Roman Seth Braun KO and Jericho excellent Smackdown was AJ Ambrose Orton, Bray. Oh, he's close, he's close. And Shane. Oh, fantastic. You took no time at all there. You actually took less time than me to remember them. <laughs> and it was my question. That was one of the greatest thingy. Um, five on five matches we've seen. Uh-huh. Yep, I would agree. 2003 was great. 2014 was great. Lots of good ones, but that one was just... There was something magical about that one. Excellent. Um, so that concludes this week's edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, which is on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Please make sure to rate and review us five stars on your app of choice. Um, Social Suplex guys are busy, busy this week. And for the next wee while, Rich and James, who do One Nation Radio, they've also got a show now on Lords of Pain Radio every Tuesday night I believe make sure to check them out Um, keeping it strong style 
Let's make sure I don't butcher this guy's name. Chris Charlton was on Creeping It Strong Style this week, an author who's written a couple of books about New <coughs> Japan. Um, that's quite the get for them. Well done, guys. Good listen. What else is going on? I will be on Perfect Ten Wrestling on Lords of Pain Radio tomorrow night with Implications, talking all things 205 Live. So, as you know, I do the columns for 205 Live, but we'll be talking a bit more in detail about that. And next week we've got Outsider's Edge... Ricky and Clive Combo were doing some sort like a sort of awards show. One part will be the Outsiders Edge, the second part will be ourselves, but we'll all be in, in attendance if that makes sense. Uh, grown men watch this shit, keep things going with all the in, independent stuff. It's a good, just a sort of casual conversation about all the things going on in Indy. I encourage you to listen to all of the shows. Please check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Ricky and Clive. Please go to socialsuplex.com for all the columns and podcasts direct to your email through subscription purposes. And please go to the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group where you will catch us all for chats, shits and giggles. I think I've covered it all, Ricky. Yeah, indeed. Uh, have you got anything you'd like to say? Um, as we were meant to do this last week and I completely forgot again this week we promised a good Twitter follower and good friend, good Twitter friend of ours Mags and Bags that um, we would have like a minute or two minute conversation in our normal voices instead of these podcast, vo- podcast voices we try and put on because he wants, wants to see just how thick our accent is so hopefully next week or the week after maybe because the outsiders edge guys they won't have a clue what we're saying to each other mm-hmm. if we start talking normally so even if we just start the show or just end the show or at some point just have a, a quick one or two minute conversation and just speak the way we normally speak to one another shout out to Joss and Strew wrestling podcast as well they've included us in this mammoth gargantuan predictions um, tournament thing I'll be honest with you, I have no clue how this thing works, so thanks very much for those guys for keeping us up to date and what's going on. Honestly, this is a, this is like Mesa training. Mensa training stuff. No, it is. It is. But they're doing a good job. Hell of an, no, un- hell no. of an undertaking, so shout out to those guys. Um, I'm trying to think of a new joke that you haven't heard, but I haven't got one off the top of my head. Would you like me to pause it and think for 10 seconds before I give you one? No. Oh fucking hell! Well then, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy all in, um, yep. and we'll speak to you next week. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.